Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Effective lesson plan for math, research into a general magnitude system, a joke and some advice, a personal story about living with Discoculia, and the importance of math in medicine and your health. This is our podcast for week 8 in 2017. We welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services, to help us review the links from this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Oh, so happy to be back again. Yeah. So, um, well, let's see. We have uh, wonderful links uh, this week. A lot of resources and a lot of help is being offered on the mm-hmm. interwebs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and here we have one. Uh, that uh, is talking about effective lesson plans for math. Is it such a different? Is it not just straightforward? Uh, what and how you should teach math? I mean, one on one is two, and then you know you move on from 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 that. Uh, is that not uh, straightforward? Mm-hmm. Any lesson plans for this? Well, we have always used lesson plans, but what we're trying to do now is progress towards. Uh, lesson plans that fit in with what we know about uh, neuroscience. And um, Mm -hmm. this is a uh, a link to the Edutopia website. We've had uh, that website before. It's very nice. I I can really... Very good blog post, yeah. Absolutely recommend that. And this one is about uh, Math with Matthew. He's a teacher actually called uh, Byron Vant. I hope I uh, pronounced it correctly. (laughs) And um, it's not only an article, it's actually a combination of an article with uh, six uh, short video clips where he shows you um, how to do it in an actual classroom. Very interesting. So um, the, the ultimate goals of math instructions are that, that the students understand the material, yeah? Mm-hmm. Then uh, that they apply the skills and can recall the concepts in the future. So there's there's little benefit in just students recalling a formula or procedure to prepare for an assessment tomorrow only and then forget the whole thing uh, the next week. That's that's not what we need. And it's absolutely necessary for teachers to focus on uh, making sure that students understand the material and and not just go into the rote memory uh, mode. Now, this article, like I said, gives several um, suggestions. And he starts with um, create an effective class opener. Also, share with the students what they are supposed to learn uh, that lesson. Right. And then... uh, Virtual context. Yes. And introduce a topic in multiple representations. That is so important because you really can uh, make their brain work if um, if they see it from different uh, perspectives. Right. And the same goes for solving it. So uh, we see him in the classroom walking around and then um, actually for solving the problem in many ways, which is his third point, he goes to a group of kids who work together, which is another very important point because you need those students to talk about what they think, and they can talk with each other, they, they help each other forward. So um, the students actually had a correct answer, mm-hmm. and he said, okay, um, 
do you remember the units that did? And then he said, okay, now can you start over and do it a different way? If you would only have this information, if you would only could use like your square paper. There's another thing that I, I really feel is, is very beneficial. And they, uh, they did it again. Then uh, they had to show the application. Uh, students were communicating their reasoning. And uh, last but not least, he finished the class with a summary. So he asked the kids... Um, now on a scale from 1 to 5 if you go home and you have to do your homework he indicates that what, what they need to do uh, do you feel very confident uh, like a 5 I can do this um, maybe you need a little bit of help is a 3 or uh, do you think well I, I hardly even remember what the class was about so he also uses humor I, I think a very interesting okay. uh, link so it's a matter of uh, telling them what you're going to tell them then tell them and then tell them what you've told them That's absolutely the, the old and communication keep, adagium yes. keep them engaged in between <laughs> keep them engaged pretty good well okay I, I guess uh, if, if all the teachers would just read this article and set up their lessons this way, the educational uh, community would be greatly helped, I guess. Yeah, and, and actually, in connection to that, uh, if you have time, go to the UNESCO website, uh, where in 2009 already um, a whole pamphlet was published. You can download it for free, uh, called Effective Math Instruction uh, by uh, Margot Anthony. Very interesting. It's, it has many of the same points. Many of the same points. A good resource. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, the, the next link is about research into a general magnitude system. Now, what can we learn here? Yes, this uh, research was done in um, Zurich in Switzerland and in Germany. And uh, one of the main um, authors is Karin Kusian, and we have uh, more often uh, referred to her before. And they looked into uh, the theory that number, space and time... Uh, might be processed in our brain uh, in a generalized magnitude system. Hmm. And then, following from that, that deficits in that system could explain developmental dyscalculia. It's a very good read. Uh, And uh, their main conclusion is that, indeed, you can find a generalized magnitude system. Okay. Uh, but that um, there were several differences in this MRI study between the study um, subject, there were uh, teenagers, uh, 16 teenagers with um, dyscalculia and 14 uh, control subjects mm-hmm. uh, with normal uh, math development. What they, what they compared uh, was um, that uh, there were more differences in the uh, number processing and arithmetic between the two groups. And they Mm -hmm. could not be explained only with a general magnitude deficiency. So basically, (laughs) uh, yes, it's more complicated So now we know for sure that it cannot be explained. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. Well, actually, they they further indicate that multiple neurocognitive components might contribute to this uh, explanation of developmental uh, dyscalculia. So they had to uh, transform um, shapes in their mind. So mental rotation is one of the things. And what they, those kids with dyscalculia were really struggling with was uh, visuospatial analysis. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very so interesting more, more read research to be done. From, from the frontiers in uh, human neuroscience. Okay. Very good. Very interesting, uh, this research. 
Well, uh, I guess it's time for some fun. Uh, we have a joke, and then we have some uh, advice. So, surprises, Dr. Schroeder. Oh, a joke, yeah. Ha-ha. A scientist with jokes. <laughs> well, um, our son studies computer science, yeah? Right. So, here's the joke. Four engineers drive a car that suddenly stops. Uh-huh. The electrical engineer says, oh, let me check the cabling. The wires have probably uh, got crossed. And then the rotating Rotating engineer said, the mechanical engineer says, ah, 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 let me check the bearings on the wheels. They probably don't function okay. uh, properly. Okay. Oh, here comes the chemical engineer. And he says, uh, uh, let's do a, a test of this uh, gasoline. It, it probably doesn't have the, the right formula. Uh-huh. And then the computer engineer says, well, maybe if we all get out of the car, <laughs> wait 10 seconds... <laughs> Get back in and start. <laughs> it will probably work. <laughs> Reboot the car. It relates to a little article in our link today where the UK PsychNet correctly identifies the issues surrounding dyscalculia, although they see it uh, mainly uh, as uh, an underlying issue uh, with visual problems well there are visual problems I will do read as to why the children cannot do math and then uh, quite surprisingly advice a solution counseling and psychotherapy well to be honest they st- they state first helping a student identify their strengths and weaknesses is the first step to giving assistance uh-huh. and following identification parents and teachers should work together to establish strategies that will help the student learn mathematics more effectively. So, uh, repeated reinforcement, uh, specific practice of uh, difficult concepts, uh, that can can help the understanding. And then beneath that, they also refer to another section for help by means of counseling and, and psychotherapy, which obviously is important because you want to get that anxiety out of the way. I guess it's their trait, so that's why they're referring to it. Yeah, and I see actually every awareness as positive, so I hope uh, that this little article will also encourage psychologists to look into uh, dyscalculia some more. Right, right. Yeah. Any yeah. awareness is good awareness. Absolutely. We're talking to Dr. Schroeder the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com, and we're looking at the links provided on our website, DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. Now, the next link is a, a personal story about somebody living with uh, DiscoCulia. Yeah, this is the moving story of a 22-year-old um, girl, woman, uh, who never uh, was helped much uh, with her DiscoCulia. Mm-hmm. And now, eventually... By sheer grit and willpower, uh, she got where she wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But she's still frustrated that many people know about dysgraphia, they know about dyslexia, mm-hmm. but nobody can understand that dyscalculia also exists. Mm-hmm. We're not doing a good thing here about the awareness. We're guess, trying, but... Yeah, we need to step it up. Absolutely. So she includes this hilarious cartoon uh, in her story. You, you need to look at it, but I can describe it um, uh, briefly. Uh, there's kind of an exam and a selection uh, that um, a, a professor uh, behind the desk is asking, and his students are all animals. 
So he says for a fair selection, everybody has to take the same exam. Now, can you all please try and climb that tree? <laughs> and we see we see very different oh, animals like, it, yeah. like a bird and a penguin and a, yeah. and a monkey that probably can I like do the that. goldfish in the bowl. But then there's a goldfish in a bowl, <laughs> an there's elephant. an elephant, and there's a sea lion. Yep. Well, no way that they can can climb the tree there. Oh, funny. Yeah. Oh, funny, funny, funny. funny. Well, it brings us to our last link for this week, uh, and that's about the importance of math in medicine and in your health. How about that? Well, the ability to understand numbers is associated with all kinds of um, activities in normal life and also with uh, positive health outcomes. It, it, say, for cancer patients. Um, now, the problem is that too many people are not really understanding numbers. They can work with it. They're afraid of math. Mm. Um, but we're starting to figure out the best ways to help these uh, patients. Mm -hmm. So they, they aren't at a disadvantage when it comes to their treatment. And this is about breast cancer patients who, who need to understand and to know uh, the numbers for treatment decisions. Right, the options. Risk calculations. Yeah, yeah what, 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 are the, what, yeah. what do they want? And uh, assessing the odds of uh, medication side effects are all part of the process of uh, deciding which treatment is best for them. Right. Now, likewise, it's important for people with diabetes to understand numbers in, in order to maintain uh, their accurate uh, blood sugar levels and, and calculate uh, how much they eat, how mm -hmm. much insulin they need. Uh, they have to compare it with their uh, physical activity. And uh, some of them, and actually that is more in my, uh, my area, and I, I have a very good friend in um, Luxembourg who actually works at this, mm -hmm. you have children with diabetes. Right. And uh, they typically need to learn about the numbers and what they eat and what they need and how much insulin they need. And when those kids have dyscalculia, well, that can be... That can be really, yeah. really an issue. Yeah. So we need to help yeah. them too. Okay. Okay, well, great. So th those were the links uh, for this week. As always, thank you very much, uh, Dr. Schroeder, for your help. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com. You can follow her on Twitter and on Facebook, and she maintains boards on both Pinterest and Flipboard. And she runs five free webinars, and all the information about that is at webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com. Now, if you want to know if you have Discoculia, you can do the free Discoculia screener on her website, discoculiaservices.com, or to get a more comprehensive math and Discoculia screening test at discoculiatesting.com. It's all online, and you get the report emailed to you. Finally, Dr. Schroeder's e-books are available on Amazon, and you can find the link on shop.discoculiaservices.com, or just go to Amazon and search for Dr. Schroeder. Disco Kulia Headlines Weekly is a production from DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. You can find us on the web at DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com and we are on Twitter at DiscoCuliaHead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for DiscoCulia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.